0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in the Press Row, a special second edition of the week. I am tickled pink on uh, the pre-Halloween Friday to be joined by someone whose work I have followed for, I hate to say it because it'll it'll suggest an age, but (laughs) I've enjoyed watching her work. (laughs) <laughs> for almost ever and, and I've got a stat to read in a minute that I that I just cannot believe uh, but Linda Cohen ESPN da 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 Linda how are you welcome to the in the press row
1: I'm great and don't feel bad Jonah I'm so used to that so many people have grown up with me and you know what uh, that's great I mean to me that's a great reflection on me that I'm still doing this and I'm still on ESPN and I even host a sports talk show on Sirius XM Mad Dog Radio and on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio so I'm all about you know keep going pushing forward no matter what we're dealing with. So
0: thanks. uh, Like I have your ESPN bio in front of me and and hopefully it's
1: updated. I don't know if you're going to tell me, but like this
0: is incredible. She is ESPN's longest tenured sports center anchor. That is quite the accomplishment. Seriously.
1: Thank you, Jonah. Uh, This is true. That is accurate. Um, I've done the most sports centers than anybody that's ever worked at ESPN. Uh, You know, and I'm really proud of that. Man or woman. So it's great. And the fact that I'm still doing it, like I said, this pandemic kind of put a pause in that, being out here in Los Angeles. For me, studio was on and off, on and off, open and closed. Uh, But I'm going to get back to doing some of those late night sports centers uh, next week. So I'm really looking forward to that.
0: You know this this whole the role of or equality in sports and sports broadcasting is is clearly a thing today. Um, the fact that the worldwide leader has a female anchor as the longest tenured anchor that says a lot. I mean, seriously, good on them. But more importantly, good on you. Like you, you've you've how many? Do you have any idea how many co-hosts you've had?
1: Oh my God. Great question. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm proud of that. And it shows my loyalty um, because I could have gone other places, but I chose not to. Um, Early on, I put my family first. I've raised two amazing children who are now grown. And, um, you know, if I would have jumped around and grass is always greener syndrome, who knows what would have happened, right? So, you know, maybe loyalty doesn't pay off in all respects, but it does pay off in the most important things, which is family. And that's what I'm most proud of as I look back on that run at ESPN that's still going. As for a number of co-anchors, Jonah, there must be, I mean, uh, probably over yeah, at least 100. There, ha- there definitely has to be. Because, um, I mean, from my first, go- first one, Chris Myers, uh, July, I think it was July 14th or something like that, 1992, the great Chris Myers, who also is still going strong, but at Fox, Uh, I love him. Uh, He was my first. And then, you know, to to all the the guys and gals that I've worked with, um, it's just been amazing. And, you know, people always ask me, Jonah, of course, you know, who's your favorite? I can't pick one. But I always say this. The best shows I have done are with co-anchors that you really feel like it's a team effort. Like you're bouncing off each other. Like you're aware of what the other person is saying. Uh, just chemistry, that's what makes a good sports center and a good show, and that is how I translate, you know, who are some of the greatest uh, that I work with. I will say this, um, a guy, uh, the late, great Tom Meese, um, was someone that was very close to me, special to me, someone I modeled my sports center anchoring after. I worked a lot of late night, 2 a.m. Eastern <laughs> sports centers with Tom Meese. Uh, He loved hockey as much as I loved hockey. He was a Flyers fan. and Of course, I was a Rangers fan, passionate Rangers fan, as he was a passionate Flyers fan. But what I loved about Tom, besides that he was real and he was genuine, and you sensed it when you you heard him do a highlight, uh, if you're just a fan, or for me, sitting side by side with him watching. And he was so animated. You couldn't see it, but his hands were moving all over. He just got totally into the highlight that he was doing, and that, that is something that I modeled myself after because I had his passion for what I was doing and, you know, being a New York girl that I am was very animated anyway. And then I realized I can, you know, take the chains off, so to speak, and be me. And Tommy's has helped me be me, where my personality really came out on SportsCenter and I wasn't afraid to show it.
0: So, so this isn't a shot at, at the current group. And, and, I, and I think you're being very kind and modest, by the way, because- At the end of the day you you do work in a a tv medium okay it's tv first it's a visual medium and it is not a kind business and the fact that you are the longest serving is as much about you and your quality of work as it is to do with loyalty like well let's be honest there's lots of folks men and women who have come and gone uh who the industry probably has not been kind to or vice versa the fact that again it is the worldwide leader espn is sports you know you know nick charles has come and gone banner Wright's come and gone. like you think back to that era that really good era and that is that to me is like the sports night era you think about you know dan Burman. and keys
1: yeah dan and yeah, keys, like, you know
0: um charlie steiner like i remember that that was the sports night era right like that's what that tv show was based on what yes you, you it was doing a hundred percent um and, and you've stuck with it and they've stuck with you. So, you know, good on you. I you know, especially with all the BS going on right now with the Me Too movement, the fact that, that you're still there speaks volumes about them and it also speaks volumes of you. And I, and I think that uh, that needs to be called out and recognized.
1: Well, I appreciate that, Jonah. And you know what, um, I am very honored and flattered when I hear and I'm very, I try to mentor as many young women as possible that I believe that I see something in that reminds me of me. And that isn't narcissistic. What that is, is someone that I see that's working hard, that really is passionate and loves sports. I've always said this, I put that, I made it a chapter in my. Funny look at my life, Uh, Conehead and Mole Tard account of. Thanks, Jonah, of Breaking Into the Boys Club. I put that out in 2008. Didn't have any publicity. Wasn't backed by ESPN. I just did that on my own, and um, and in that I put a chapter in there. It was like I always respect women who. You know, Willie really loved sports, grew up loving sports, whether it was their dad or even their mom that got them into it or an uncle or a grandfather, whatever it was. Or maybe they just played sports and they weren't sitting on the couch like I was with my dad growing up, watching the Knicks, the Rangers, you know, the Giants. Uh, he'd watch the Yankees. I'd watch the Mets. Sadly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was big and I played hockey and you know, I loved hockey. I mean, it, it brought this you know, young girl out with low self-esteem gave me something to look forward to being a goalie. I love the pressure of uh, being the one that got the most attention, risking everything. Think, you know, if anything went wrong or I let in a bad goal that, you know, I would crawl into a cave, but it brought me out of the cave. That's what sports did for me. And I think people can relate to that. So when I see You know, young women, and there are so many good ones out there now, and kudos to ESPN for finding many of them uh, along the way. I I just applaud that. And, you know, if I had a little, um, you know, along with other greats, you know, like the Leslie Vissers and, you know, the Robin Roberts, if I had a little uh, place uh, in history for helping women go forward and feeling good about following their passion, then I'm grateful for that.
0: All right. So I want to drill into that. Let me let you take a quick sip of water. Let me pay a couple of bills there. All right. uh, the NFL, you may have heard, is still in full swing. It's actually the only team sport that's in swing right now. Uh, you may not be at the game this year, but you can still be in action with Bet Online. There are tons of things to bet on. You may have heard something's happening on Tuesday that some people are wagering on. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Uh, game spreads, totals, team, player, coaching props, BetOnline gives you more action than ever. Go to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Uh, Something that is near and dear to my heart, and that is my good friends at Jiffy On Demand. Linda, can you imagine you could actually go onto your app and you could have somebody at your house within hours who could fix a leaky faucet, exterminate bugs, or God help us all build that IKEA furniture? That's what our (laughs) friends at Jiffy On Demand do. Awesome deal for you guys today, just for listening with Linda and I. Go to jiffyondemand.com or download the app. Use the code SAVE, that's S A V E, for $25 off your first order. Again, download the Jiffy app or go to jiffyondemand.com and use code SAVE for $25 off your first job. I use them all the time. Trust me, you're going to love the Jiffy app. It's fast and reliable and just simply awesome. So, you know, you said something really interesting and you talked about the fact that you played hockey. Um, you are a mature woman, I will use that word kindly. Um, how the bleep was was somebody growing up in, in the suburbs of New York playing hockey as a young woman in, in the 70, 80s uh, time, like that. Yeah. You know, my daughter plays now and, and there's a lot of eyes being raised uh, and Amazing. it's much more commonplace now. That must've been really something for your parents to have a daughter wanting to play hockey.
1: Yeah, uh, and kudos to you and you're a great dad, uh, you know, allowing your daughter to definitely play. Um, You know, who knows, Uh, you know, you never know, she could be in the Olympics. I don't know how old she is, but you know, just never know. Uh, But it was crazy. It started out with me, long story short, just playing street hockey with the boys um, in the neighborhood. And for a girl that was nearsighted, I turned out to have great eye hand coordination in goal. (laughs) Crazy stuff. And um, so I followed my dream, like I told you earlier, of what it meant to be a goalie and have all that pressure on me. I just rose to the occasion. I like being the center of attention. Remember, not because I was conceited or cocky, it was because I wasn't used to being the center of attention. I hardly had any friends in school. Honestly, I'm not, it's not an exaggeration. And so, you know, my drive was toward playing hockey and sports. My dad, again, uh, was great, but my mother worked full time, but still found a hockey league on Long Island uh, that accepted girls. But as a 14-year-old, when I first discovered that I loved and I wanted to play ice hockey, because street hockey was great, but I didn't know how to skate. I learned how to ice skate with 40 pounds of goalie equipment on me. That's how much I wanted to play ice hockey. And so my mother found this league that accepted girls, but 14-year-old girls could only play with eight-year-old boys. True story back then. So that was the difference. And then you know, sooner or later, I was up to 12-year-old boys. And then I turned 15 and then I made in my senior year of high school, I made the boys team of my Long Island high school. It was a club team, but they still played about 35 games. And I started about, you know, eight of them and mop up duty and the rest of it. I was a backup goalie and that was great. And the story I always like to tell is I remember when I found out that I made my high school team, the boys team, and I told the coach, I said, I won't let you down. And those four words I continued to use when I broke in in the business that I'm in for so long, sports broadcasting, telling men, it was men that gave me an opportunity who saw something in me, a handful of men, maybe less than a hand. Uh, And I would always say to them, I won't let you down because I knew they were taking a big chance hiring me back then. Uh, And yeah, and I mean, I had a lot of jobs before I even got to ESPN in 1992, working seven days a week, freelancing in radio, doing local, local Long Island cable TV volunteering so I can have a videotape to send to places like beautiful Seattle at KIRO TV. And that was my big break right before uh, ESPN spotted me there working in a real CBS affiliate and doing sports reporting and and anchoring there. And uh, I'll always be grateful to John Lipman who was the news director at that time who hired me after a year uh, after I dropped off my videotape you know, which I made because (laughs) I gave the camera crew uh, some chocolate chip cookies I made so we can, he, they could spend an extra time and put a sports tape together with me that, so stuff like that, you know, back in the day you had to do was definitely uh, a challenge. um, But, um, and, you know, it's so great to see that women, such a different world now, they are obviously getting opportunities now, at least to show off their skills and prove they belong. So, I think that is, when I look back, that is really uh, important to me that, you know, the road there, least women are getting more of, um, you know, a chance to prove that they belong and they
0: do. So here's my, I'm going to end with the conclusion. Okay. We know it's a great sport. So we know it's not really an attack on hockey, but folks like Max Kellerman go out all the time. Like he's not alone on the Island um the sport of hockey the national hockey league is is a constant target of media members certainly in this country uh, the usa why do you think that is like what wh- why do you think it's an easy target like it's not it yeah, isn't wh- on par with the other three fine but why do people have such a why are people so easy to to go out like i just don't get that's what i don't understand why like I don't is- know.
1: I, I think, I, you know, I don't know. You know, it's, I always say it's their loss. And I also think it's laziness. It's a lazy argument for those who go back. They're prehistoric. They're showing how ancient they are because they keep going back to ancient history. First of all, uh, the National Hockey League did such an amazing job, I think, better than any of the sports during this pandemic in 2020. The way they handled uh, their, their return to play and their bubble situation and how perfect it was and how they crowned a perfect Stanley Cup champion in the Tampa Bay Lightning. I thought it was absolutely outstanding with, you know, uh, 0% COVID cases. I mean, you know, um, and the other leagues, you know, Adam Silver and the NBA did what they had to do, but they were just in one bubble. So I just think the NHL aced it. So long story short, I just think it has to do with, um, first of all, it is still the greatest game in the world. I love the National Football League, don't get me wrong, I love the NFL, but what benefits the NFL is betting. Betting, betting, betting. It is so great to bet on the NFL. It is fun to bet on the NFL. You have fantasy football, obviously, um, and that helps, that helps the sport because then people who are not just emotionally attached to a team, that, that doesn't matter. No, they you sit don't have watch to be Red emotional. Zone all day. They don't even actually that's watch exactly a it. game. They never, that's exactly it because they don't care. You know what I'm saying? So my point is this, um, the National Hockey League, obviously hockey's tough to bet on, so they don't have that going for them, okay? Out of all the major sports, that's, it's probably the, the toughest to bet on because of a hot goaltender, because whatever it is. But it's still the greatest game in the world. If people don't want to watch, they don't have to. But, um, you know, it's also about um, promoting and promoting the game, promoting the personalities, and there are so many of them. They're not going to do anything wild and crazy. You're not going to see Connor McDavid do something nutty on social media. You're not going to see that. Um, If that defines being having a popular sport because your star players are doing something crazy off the ice. Well, who cares? Who needs that? Just watch the guy play. So listen, they're lost. They don't want to see it, but you know, hopefully down the road ESPN gets hockey back. And if that does happen, Jonah, I mean uh, we'll see. We'll see what kind of strides uh, the <laughs> NHL makes when it comes to definitely belonging in the four major sports category in our country.
0: Well, first of all, I agree with you. Uh, I actually do believe it's coming back. I think that you know when the deal is up, I think Gary's going to get himself some sweet numbers. He always pulls the proverbial rabbit out of the hat. Yeah, he's not going to do a one a one a one unit deal. I think there's going to be multiple deals announced at the same time. Um. I want to ask you one last question uh, and then one, you know, then one desire, if you will, uh, or request. Um, the question is a bit of a gong show in Arizona this week. Um, I, I'm going to say that I don't have as much of a problem with the pick as I do with the defense of the pick and then the renunciation of the pick. It, it seems to me that somebody doesn't have a spine or any conviction. So the, 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 the defense of the pick, and this is a kid who was drafted. Let, let's call the spade the spade. He did some really shitty, stupid, bleeping things when he was younger and paid a price for them. Uh, did some awful things to a kid, really awful, um, criminally awful, things that land you in front of a judge, completely morally repro- – like this is a bad apple. Lots of teams apparently passed on him. Like Coyotes decided to use one of their draft picks, and they didn't have many left some other bad acts but they decide to use the pick on the kid it comes to light and their reaction is and i will say i don't like the kid i don't like the pick but i actually had a little bit of respect for the coyotes for saying look like it's a kid we're not going to burn them for life we're going to try and and rehabilitate and we're going to try and make sure that this kid grows up right and learns from his mistake i can live with that i may not like it but i can respect that and say look like that's what we've decided we're investing in a kid and we want to rehabilitate him and do the right thing. Public outcry. And then yesterday they renounce his rights. And I will say again, this is a bad kid who did bad things. Uh, and I, and I, and I find it, and if they didn't draft him, I would completely understand it. Thoughts.
1: My thoughts are this. Uh, I thought uh, better late than never. I thought I was happy. They renounced the rights. I am happy. It wasn't because See, I don't think it was for public pressure. I just feel they looked in the mirror and they said, man, we didn't really realize the extent when they looked deeper and found out the kid never apologized. He put out some stupid statement regarding his past. And it, you know, he, he uh, it was a development, developmentally disabled uh, young black man, you know, a child, you know, student, child. Uh, he continued, he continued to verbally and assault and bully. It was just awful. He never should read. have been
0: drafted. He should not. Right. Have been he never drafted.
1: should have been drafted. And I and by the way I'm still waiting for the University of North Dakota to do the same thing and they have not yet. No, they, they have at when, when as we're talking right now, Jonah, they are like, "Well, no, they said the same stupid thing. Oh no, we will we will ha- we will develop we will take care of him. We will educate him. We will change him." Um that's not up to educators to change. First of all, it's up to the parents and how this this boy was raised, for him not to apologize or show any remorse, that's a flag right Correct. there. Correct. And, and Jonah, I'm not that type of person. I mean, people know me, they're, you know, I treat every situation separately when we're, when we're talking about, you know, why some would change their mind with their decisions because of the outrage. I treat every, when someone asks me opinion, I treat every different mm-hmm. everything differently. But you're talking about a kid and the more I read about what the, and I, what more this guy did, this kid did, um, it's just unacceptable. I don't it's know disgusting. why there wasn't something in the vetting process that wasn't enough to say, oh no, not because of the optics, but because what you said and what I say, this is a bad kid. Let him do his um, re-education process in a place that deals with this kind of issue, with specialty people, not with a, not with a, in a national hockey league team. And kudos to the Arizona publication that broke this story. I think it was the Gazette. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. It was the Republic actually. The Republic. Thank you, Jonah, Uh, who broke this story and got the interview with that young man talking about the details. And kudos to that young man who brought this uh, out there to the public uh, because it helps so many that have been bullied um, now, in the future, and in the past. And so Better late than never, Coyotes. You did the right thing finally. And University of North Dakota, get on board. This is not your place to, to help reform this kid and change him. That's yeah. not your job. That's not say your it, job. I'm, say it again. You can't do I'm it.
0: not the least bit sympathetic to the kid. I, I don't think he should have been drafted. Uh, it, the appearance to me, and maybe I'm too cynical. I did work for the University of Vermont cynic, so maybe that's still in me. <laughs> um, it appears to me that they that they 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 crumpled to public outcry, and and I and listen, I get I get the I don't care why they crumpled. They did in the end, they did the right. right thing. The vehicle doesn't matter. I just wish there was a little bit more conviction and spine. If you're going to come out and defend something, defend it and have the conviction to-
1: I see what you're saying, but I wish they were smart enough, first and foremost- Oh, you, I'm said never you. Like, draft this is it. a
0: bad, like, this is a bad apple. There, hey, you
1: know what, Jonah? It's a process, right? I mean, some people are still living in a cave and they don't understand it. And sadly, a lot of those people are making decisions. I was surprised it was really not some like old conservative, you know, guy from Canada, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, this typical stereotype right. of a guy in the National Hockey League GM. That's not the case anymore. So that was startling to me. Uh, But, uh, you know, they came around, thank goodness to public pressure in this case, because the right result happened. And now the University of North Dakota has to do the right thing. This kid needs help, real help, not playing hockey and getting, you know, part time psychiatric help at a university.
0: She's Linda Cohn. You can see and hear her everywhere. Uh, (laughs) She's on SportsCenter. She hosts her own show on XM radio, which is must listen to. And uh, so here's my request. My request is hopefully a year from now, the Seattle Kraken will be playing. And I'm really hoping that uh, we get to see you down here in the six Yes. other six uh, calling and covering Seattle Kraken hockey. Come back to the roots. Um, They're a very progressive organization uh, minorities and women they've got women scouts they got women coaches yeah they like, should like they're doing it right uh linda cohen would look awesome in in cracking colors uh opening night when they open uh the climate pledge arena which yes god awful name i like the idea I don't like the names <laughs> yes. but uh, i like yes we're I in really, a great really really enjoy watching you and listening to you i, I follow you on twitter uh you've been a sports part of my life for generations now, for decades. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome.
1: Thanks so much, Jonah. And that would be very cool. And that's a credit there with Seattle Kraken Todd Liewicki. What an amazing man and uh, great leadership there for the Kraken. Hey, you know, who knows in a year? Let's first and foremost, I just want to wish everyone, including you, Jonah, uh, the best of uh, things and everyone good health and let's get out of this so hopefully in a less than a year in general we could see sporting events in person and what I miss the most even more than that believe it or not is going to live concerts which is another one of my passions and it's just really sad that that can happen. All can't right so happen. if you could see
0: anyone we'll finish on a high note if you could see anybody live or dead in concert tonight who would you go see?
1: Uh, Live Her Dead? Yep. Uh, obviously the Beatles. Like I have saw them solo, like a couple of them solo, but I would have loved to have been at Shea Stadium back in the day. Uh, it was before my time, but being one of those screaming teenagers, so that's a no-brainer.
0: Gotcha. Well, to me, <laughs> I got to see them a couple of times. To me, see, there was nothing like a Grateful Dead concert. That was- Oh,
1: yes. My so colleague, the- uh, Neil Everett, loves the Dead as well, along with the great Bill Walton. Uh, you know, but, uh, that must've been amazing. That wasn't my vibe, but I respect mine either,
0: but to go watch the event was something. Yeah. uh, A spectacle.
1: Yeah, no, I hear
0: you. Well, hopefully we have you up here in in the American six soon. Uh, It's great to see you You look healthy, keep safe. I hope you voted, whoever you voted for.
1: Yep, already done. Did it by mail a few weeks ago.
0: Excellent.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Linda. Thanks, Jonah. Have a good day. Great success. Continued success to you. Bye, Jonah.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.